Hi, I'm Kat. I'm Jackie. I'm Aria. I'm Nola. And you're listening to the Uncensored Pod. Welcome back. So we can start. Welcome back to Women Uncensored. <laughs> so fuck you! That's all your fault. Just put a sock in your mouth. <laughs> Shove your whole head in. Shove that bra thing in your mouth. Yeah. The bra can we get you a sock? In your mouth. Right now. <laughs> Here, give her the dinosaur so she'll know. Just some shit. No. <laughs> just play with the dinosaur. <laughs> She's like our child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the uncensored pod. Um, this week we're going to be talking about the male gaze, uncensored. Um, and. I will give you a brief definition and example because I know this topic is like sort of niche. Uh, like Aria didn't even know about it. I did not know the actual definition of the male gaze. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I will start us off with uh, the quote that kind of started it all by Margaret Atwood. And it is, you are a woman with a man inside of you. You are your own voyeur. And that conversation that she had I think it was a conversation um that she had with Laura Mulvey um who was a film critic um or is a film critic um was the start to this like whole movement and ideology of like addressing your internalized like male gaze and um a basic definition is kind of the internal monologue um and you view yourself as a man would, dissecting your every mood, move based on like attractiveness. Um, an example would be either like washing dishes in your own house, you're all alone, but you still feel like you have to act like proper or um, attractive while you're doing this, even though you're all alone. Or like going to a bookstore or a, a cafe and you feel like, oh my God, I have to look nice so somebody can fall in love with me. And, like, that, all of that is kind of, like, your internalized male gaze. And I think it's been a pretty, like, hot topic on TikTok recently, which is why we're bringing it up, because <clears throat> obviously I spend copious amounts of hours on TikTok every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us do. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the first thing we could talk about is, like, have you guys heard of this before? Besides myself, who did a little bit of research on it. Personally, I have and it's kind of like been something that I think about like for years like I know a lot of people don't like necessarily think about it but because I have been like struggling with how to like present myself for many years I often think about like oh who am I dressing for and what do what are certain people going to like assume about me or like perceive me as if I like dress a certain way or like um like sexuality wise like um like when i'm doing this like is like are men or women going to see this differently are they going to find out different levels of attractiveness and it's just like i'm always like i feel like even though i'm like more like attracted to women um i still feel like i often think about how like the average like man who like controls the way like society perceives women like would think of how I look in a certain situation and I think like it really makes me uncomfortable when I feel that I am um 
playing along like those lines of like what a uh, man would find like attractive if I'm like dressing in a way that like would be like what like the beauty standards of like American culture today would like deem attractive for like a woman in like men's eyes I feel very uncomfortable and I I feel like I'm going to be sexualized by like men and stuff which like I mean I'm I'm kind of like discovering that my sexuality is more fluid than I thought but it just like makes me uncomfortable I always feel I I always dress like I dress from like my neck to my ankles like I cover my whole body because I feel the constant like presence of like a male's eyes on me and I feel like I don't I'm always scared that something's going to happen to me or that someone's thinking about me in a way that I don't want to be thought about so yeah um, I definitely think that when I was a kid, like, a lot of, like, the textbook examples of, like, what the male gaze is is definitely how I acted. I think that's also due to, like, media specifically. I think the media really uh, pushes that on us. Um, but I personally didn't know what the male gaze was until it started coming up on my TikTok as well. Uh, I watched a few videos on it, and it was just, I don't know, it was um, eye-opening to say the least, because I just didn't have a word for what I was doing, because I thought that everybody sort of performed in their room as if somebody else was there and that's just sort of my relation to it i mean a very similar thing except i learned about it about 30 minutes ago <laughs> yeah. i yeah this is something that i think i've i've felt for a really long time um but i just didn't i didn't have a word for it um which is just it it's interesting to, to hear that there is a word because i mean it's not just like, I understand why it's called the male gaze. Like, I totally do. But it is, like, for the purpose of f- making people be attracted to you. And as someone who is bi, I'm not just dressing for, like, guys to be attracted to me. I am dressing for, like, also, like, everyone to be attracted to me. But I think that it's, like, there's a reason why it's coined like this. And, yeah, it is driven very much by what we consumed as kids, specifically. Um, and, like, it, like, as we'll probably talk about in a minute, it's really, really tied to your perception of your own body, um, which is why, like, I, like, I can attribute this to, like, most of the issues that I had with my body for, like, the first 17 years of my life, mm-hmm. um, and that's why, well, it's just, it's really fascinating to me that there's, like, a a word for this thing that I, I also thought that this was just, like, something that everyone felt. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, like, like the bookstore example, like, oh, yeah, I go to a bookstore, I look cute, in case, like, someone's like, hey, can I get your number? Which, by the way, isn't a thing that happens in real life anymore. I want to point that out. If that has happened to you, my God, DM me on Instagram. Or, like, comment on our Instagram. Like, please. Well, because it, I mean, it has happened to me in public before, but it's, like, those... It's, like, the kind of instances where that does happen is, like, I don't think the man has good intentions. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's friend. always... Yeah. No, I've been hit on in public, but in, like, I didn't... Nothing about the situation made me want to say yes. Yeah. Like... Yeah. The thing is, like, most people, when they go to, like, the grocery store and stuff, they're like, oh, I can't look like this. And you're yeah. literally just going, like, down the street, but, like, you're you're just constantly feel like everybody's, like, analyzing the way you look. Yeah. This... I guess, now that I have a word for it, 
when I, this past year, I sort of stopped caring about this male gaze, um, and, like, my roommate's been a very large part of that, and now, like, me going to Walgreens, I refuse to put on a bra. It's across the street. That's been a huge step for me. I simply will not wear one when I go out, and that is, like, for long, like, for long periods of time, maybe, but, like, it's, this is just too much. It's too much. I think, um, like Arya said, like, in the past year, I think you've had, like, your own, like, kind of mm-hmm. exploration process with, like, your body and, like, self-acceptance and discovery and whatever, but I think this past year has done that for a lot of people with quarantine. Um, <clears throat> I find a lot of people on this topic on TikTok really talking about how, like, quarantine, because they did not leave their house and they only interacted with their family or themselves, they kind of stopped putting on that performance of gender and um like for um females or like afab people forced femininity and i think that's why a lot of um people came out as non-binary over quarantine or at least like on my for you page or in my life because i think when you stop putting on that performance you get to be a lot more introspective and take a look at yourself and like who are you performing for you know Mm -hmm. like it's um sort of like um personally for me as a lesbian it's weird that I have this little like man inside my brain because I am not attracted to men I never want to be in a relationship with a man and so it's really weird that even as like a lesbian I'm still affected by this and I think that is kind of a not universal but widely experienced thing as somebody who was born uh, a female um I think uh the thing that I wanted to bring up next was maybe discussing, Arya kind of touched on it, but in the past, like, year, have you found, like, your perception of this, like, um, of yourself, or, like, have you recognized the little man in your head that's, like, look pretty when you go out? And, like, have you criticized that? Like, I I think I definitely have learned to, and I think that's come a lot with, like, my gender um, expression and stuff and identity. But uh, I think it's happened for a lot of people. So I was wondering if anybody here had, like, a specific experience that they wanted to share. Um, for me, it's kind of, like, more niche and, like, personal. It's, like, not in the way that, like, we're necessarily meeting, like, with COVID and stuff. Because I've always, like, recognized that because I've, I've done a lot of research on it because of how confused I was about it. But, like, at, like since I got to college, I realized that, like, oh, maybe... Like, I do, like, some guys or something, like, maybe, like, or anybody, like, gender non-conforming people, like, I was out as a lesbian for many years, and now I'm kind of like, oh, whatever, I don't really care about gender, and I think it's, like, kind of starting all over again, where, like, since now I'm like, oh, well, like, since I think I, like, kind of like guys, maybe I should start, like, dressing more to appeal to guys but like I still dress the same but I like am more aware of like like what I'm I don't know you know I'm like exactly what you're talking about like I don't really know how to explain it but like I feel like I'm always aware of what I'm doing and the way I'm walking and the way like that my clothes sit on my body because like someone is always like looking at me no matter what their intentions are you just like want to feel attractive not for yourself but for other people and it's just like really weird and gross because like I've talked about this before but like um my my body like physically pains me like I have a lot of like problems with like my back and stuff and um 
like my like breasts are pretty large and I hate them but I'm like okay well like men like see that as like a valuable thing about me and as horrible as that fucking sounds like that's just like how the world is like men set the beauty standards in this like country kind of like whether we know it or not like I feel like there's a lot of like like cishet men like they basically run capitalism which runs like beauty standards and stuff and so sorry um (laughs) yeah so like I always feel like my body is like something that like I always need to have looking attractive even if it's like paining me like because having like large breasts like puts pain on my back and I have scoliosis and it's like it hurts a lot but it's like oh like if I get a breast reduction I'm not going to be as like beautiful as a person maybe and it's just like this internal conflict of like how are people going to look at me if I do things that are like more comfortable for my body or things that aren't like I don't like shaving my legs or parts of my body because I, I get like I have sensitive skin it hurts like we were talking about this earlier on the subway and like doing that like it just it, it, it's more comfortable for me to not shave and it's not a problem like it's not unhealthy not to shave but like people especially like in older generations um have this like even more so I feel like uh internalized like male gaze like my mom is, like, 100% supportive of everything about me, but, like, she gets upset when I don't shave every day, like she does, and, it, and her reasoning is because, like, people aren't going to find it attractive, and I think, like, parents a lot, a lot of times, like, tell their children, like, what people are going to find attractive and what people aren't, and that they need to act that certain way. I think, sorry, Jackie touched on, like, a lot of literally everything we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, <laughs> that's very good. Um, it brings, like, everything into, like, the conversation. I think, um, like, we're going to, like, deep dive in this afterward, but I think I wanted to bring up what I, like, kind of had written down, which was, like, body dysmorphia and, like, eating disorder culture is, like, inherently built off of this male gaze, and, like, again, men control capitalism, and capitalism controls us all. So, um, it, it definitely, like, leads to this conversation a lot, and I also, um, think, uh, I forget how it connected to whatever you were saying, but, um, I definitely struggle with, like, the male gaze, I think, like, coming to the city, um, was kind of, not super shell-shocking, because I kind of knew it happened, but, like, catcalling, generally, I had never mm-hmm. been affected by it before, um, at least not in, like, a sexualizing way. I've been, like, catcalled in, like, derogatory gay ways, but never, like, some man, like, thinking I'm attractive and calling out, calling out to me. And honestly, because of, like, I think it has a lot to do with the male gaze, um, because of, like, my own, like, kind of internalized, like, issues, I was really, like, upset that I had never been catcalled, which was really, like, dehumanizing to think because nobody, want, nobody wants to be I feel like everybody cat-called. experiences that whether yeah. they like to admit it or not. Like, yeah. You know it's, it's fucking horrible, but then, like, someone, your, your friend gets catcalled next to you, and you're like, well, what made them choose yeah, them, them, not me? Them. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I think, like, this is a big conversation that we need to bring up, because I felt so, so, so terrible for thinking this. And, like, I, like, was, um, well, in an experience um, in a job that will re- remain nameless... Um, and I had a friend who also remained nameless get, get into like 
uh, a pretty like um it got a little like sexual like uh not assaulty but like um very inappropriate comments were made actions were made and like me and my coworker and my friend um same person we were the same age we're built pretty similar um and like all this stuff and like i think the only thing that separated us was like our sexualities which was kind of more visible on me just because i was a little bit more out back when i was working this job um but she went and like had this experience with this dude this older man at the job and she was basically getting like sexually harassed that's the word um and still going on um now she's above the age of 18 but the entire time I kind of was sitting there like what what made him choose her and not me and she's living through this and she like hated it hates it I don't know it's very complicated now but like the entire time I felt so like alone in the feeling of just being like well, well, why not me, you know? Yeah. Like, like we all no one see. wants to be catcalled. Like, that's not, like, what we're asking for. We're not saying, please catcall us. We're saying, like, it's, like, nobody wants to be catcalled, but you wonder why you someone weren't. was chosen yeah. over you. Yeah. And it's that, like, expectation that's, like, really fucking with, like, mm-hmm. women or, like, AFAB people, like, everywhere. Because it's, like, nobody wants that. Nobody yeah. wants to be catcalled. Like, I came to the city and I've now been catcalled, like, so many times. And it's, like... It didn't alleviate anything for me because I didn't want to be catcalled. Yeah, I it just makes me feel this, like shit. Yeah, I just and wanted this the, my, male validation. Yeah, my first semester here, I like heard some like girls, like even at Pace, like which is a really liberal school, like talking about like oh like I was catcalled today, and they're like oh my gosh that's great, and like saying stuff that was just like so horrible, but like you knew it was rooted in like misogyny of like just this country and just how mm-hmm. like horrible it is had that like we're raised to think that we need to be appealing and get attention from men uh i just want to roll back around to the initial question that i was asking so we kind of stay on topic but do either you nola aria have anything yeah so i guess in the past year i think i've made leaps and bounds to destroy the kind of little man in my head i just didn't know that i was it was called this Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't really doing it on purpose. Um, I was just sort of, like, very, like, naturally, because likely I was just isolated for a lot of it. And then on top of that, I was, you know, growing older and experiencing more things as you do. I'm telling, you're going to change more within, like, the year of 17 to 18 than you do from, like, 10 to, like, 15. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that one That's year, true. you do so yeah. much shit. First semester of college? Or yeah. Like first yeah. year of college? You, I'm crazy. A, yeah, it, there's so much shit goes yeah. on. In your senior year of high school. Like, yeah. You're, oh like, God, planning yeah. your future. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. And I think that, like, that was definitely a part of it. But, um, I, I think that, for me, it is something that, that, that definitely affected me when I was younger, just as someone who isn't like, you know, parti- like, uh, you know, not stereotypically uh, attractive, or I, I don't look like a, like a supermodel, and I acknowledge that wholeheartedly, um, you know, and this is also someone, like, I'm brown, and we have to acknowledge that, and just that, like, factor definitely made it really, really hard for me to accept that uh, guys would be attracted to me, specifically guys. Honestly, I have no trouble with, like, I, attra- I definitely what am dressing 
still, I mean, still, I, this is a problem in my life where I'll dress so that other people will be attracted to me. But when I was younger, it was it was specifically just so that, like, people would look at me and be like, huh, she looks different to, like, than what I thought or something. Um, and, like, you look bad one day. And I would be like, cool, so the next day I have to look amazing in order to, like, redact that day. Um, in the eyes of, like, my middle school friends, which is absolutely insane. But I wanted to bring up, if it's not too off topic, the capitalist kind of origins of this. So... We mentioned briefly that, like, you know, men control capitalism, capitalism controls uh, this sort of, the the United States, this This sort of, like, our our own personal views of ourselves. I wanted to bring up, because, and this is going to get very political science-y, and I apologize. No, I feel you, girl. You're the political science queens. (laughs) So, um, there is basically indigenous theory, which is a subset of political science, where you study um, in the way that... Uh, indigenous population, so Native American, like, people, um, uh, Native Americans, like, uh, Native South American, like, basically, um, how they existed before the, uh, onslaught of, of Europeans to, to this area, um, and it's really, really interesting because of their, and this is kind of tying in a little bit, bear with me, their, um, perception of living things so there is this sort of saying like uh if a tree falls in the forest um, okay and no one's around, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sorry if this is gonna trigger you because it's playing in my head again god um like you like if no one's around you know we were I'm just, actually, the sound I'm not spike even, was like i'm not even gonna chart. say it when you're but, falling in a forest and there's no, nobody we around, don't have the copyright. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, does it ever make a sound if no one hears it? And there's uh, indigenous theory questions that entirely because it suggests that um, if, like, a tree is beautiful not just because we perceive it as such. A tree is beautiful on its own, regardless of a human interaction with it. Mm. So there's this this great, um, and I learned a lot about this in, in class, um, so I have to shout that out. Like, I'm not, this is not be, like, talking out of my ass. Like, I know a little bit about this. Um, it's the acknowledgement that the natural world, specifically living things or just anything around us, um, is beautiful in its own existence. And it doesn't matter how it is perceived. Just the fact that it exists means that it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's human or not. And that's, like, the really incredible part about it is that you detach humanness from it. Um, you know, like, this plant or this animal is beautiful not just because we need it or because, you know... like And, and it's the same approach to climate change where, where we're, a lot of people argue, like, oh, we need to save the planet because if we don't, we'll die. We need to save the planet because the planet's important on its own. Mm-hmm. And it affecting us is a part of that, for sure. But on its own, it is something that we need to save. Yeah. And, well, that's a whole other episode. But <laughs> um, in terms of this, in terms of the male gaze, it is very much the opposite of this, where you acknowledge the fact that you are beautiful regardless of your perception 
in other areas. And there's like there's the, the like the the like meme right now that's like if you perceived me, no you didn't. It's like it's it's that. That is essentially questioning the idea of male gaze now that I think about it. Is it's like it's very much rooted in this sort of very ancient concept, which is like it yeah. doesn't matter how you're perceived. I, th- I think it's very important to note also that these societies that do value things because they exist, not just because it's like profitable to them, are like ma- uh, matriarchal societies. Yes. Yeah, I also think, again, I think we stated briefly, mm-hmm. um, we all live in America. Mm-hmm. So our <laughs> views are pretty American based, mm-hmm. maybe like besides from any culture that we hold, like we, we're, we mm-hmm. live in America now. We were raised in America, mm-hmm. and so all of that's all that's coming out of our mouths is one-sided in the fact that like we don't really have an outsider's mm-hmm. perspective of how it affects other people from other countries or wherever else. Um, I also wanted to bring up very very um, quickly is um, while we spend a lot of this episode like kind of speaking in general terms um, for like women or like. Um, AFAB people or people affected by misogyny, um, like, uh, none of us here are, like, neurodivergent, and I think, um, speaking for a nameless friend, um, they said that it doesn't necessarily affect them the same way, just because, like, a lot of neurodivergent people don't think the same way that, like, we do, and not in, like, a negative way or anything. Genuinely, it just, like, may not cross their mind. It may! It may not, and I think, like, we just needed to take a second and be, like, our perspectives not biased in a negative way, just biased, because where we come from and who we are, and I think, like, we wouldn't be our podcast without being, like, inclusive in talking about that. Um, and I think, Nola, unless you had something to add, um, about, like, Um. your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to sort of talk about, like, a media standpoint, because I think, like, the Manic Pixie dream boat, like, thing is kind of, um, a big part of it. I mean, that's, also, before I even get into that, I think a good film for all of us to watch, and I'm gonna recommend it on here, is Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. It's a fantastic film that was, I think, it was released last year. It's about this girl who finds out she's pregnant, and we never get to know who the father is. And uh, her and her cousin, who is getting sexually harassed at work by an older man, decide to go to New York to get her an abortion. And it's just a really interesting dive because they get to New York and they don't know what to do because they have to stay there another few days. And they have to rely on this man who has been, like, gawking at them the whole time that they're going to New York. And it's like there's this self-reliance that's happening and it's a very odd relationship that I think does toy and play with the ideas of the male gaze. Um, but personally, the male gaze, I think, started when I did acting at a very young age. Because when you're on the stage, I mean, you are literally perceived by the people watching you the whole entire time. And I wasn't one of the people that got casted as the pretty characters, ever. I always got, like, the bad guy or, like, the comedic relief because I was never, quote-unquote, pretty enough to play the lead roles And I think that sort of made me feel like I had to perform as if I was those side characters all the time as I was growing up. So I don't, I I don't think that I, well, yes, I think I definitely did fall into the male gaze pretty constantly when I was a kid, but as I've gotten older, it's just never been, 
I always dress as if I want, I want like some girl or like some kid to come up to me and be like, what you're dressing like is so cool. Like yeah. that's what I, that's always what I, it's not always what I'm looking for, but it's always like that interaction is something that I think is awesome. Uh, very quickly, I think a good thing to think of, um, which I got told by a TikTok like literally sometime this week, is stop dressing for other people, dress for your 13 year old self. Because Amen. that motherfucker think would think I'm the coolest bitch ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just for them, okay? Absolutely. I would punch my 13-year-old Oh, yeah. The fuck the 13-year-old but, like, but they would envy me. They would love me. So. I was, just as you were bringing this up, I sort of thought of a really good way to put this into perspective. The male gaze kind of force, forces you to be in this mentality of the girl at the start of the rom-com before she has met the... Yeah. Like, it's yes. like, oh, my life hasn't started yet. The story until hasn't the started ma- yeah. until I have met this person. Yeah. It yeah. puts everything in a really, really relationship, like, romantic relationship-centered It's always way. centered around men. Exactly. Like, yeah. women's yeah. lives are centered around men. Mm-hmm. I have so many yeah. points of conversation on that just as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. But, like, generally, like, that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. the entire conversation is the, our lives, our be, our views of ourselves are being centered up around men. Yeah, and people, when, when they ask you what, you're, what you see in your future, yeah. well, and they like, expect the reasons for say, that is because the men are the yeah. people creating the content for us yeah. to watch Remember, a lot of the time. They expect you to say, oh, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to find one person and that's going to be. And they want be. you to say how many kids yeah. you want. Yeah. And they want you to say who you want to marry. Exactly. And we're giving to the men. And, I and they want you to say a job that's not too imposing on and you, you and have on to be a man. To, yeah. to you have take to, off when you have kids. Yeah. It, and if you if you have a, if you want a job that is time consuming because you are an amb- ambitious person, they're like, oh, well, you're you're a mm-hmm. you're a crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, and independence is just straight yeah. out the door. Yeah, like I've, no independence. I think a lot of this conversation ties in like a ton with just a separate conversation yeah. on fucking misogyny and mm-hmm. like just living as a fucking like woman or like someone who's born as a woman, mm-hmm. like just living as that in the universe. I this is vague, but I found um on TikTok again somebody was saying like I feel like grouping and like women and then when you're like uh, assigned female birth people some people may find that a little like dehumanizing and I understand that um I found a good term which I'm gonna start using um at least I think it's good I haven't seen any negative connotations with it yet but like misogyny affected because Mm. it's kind of like not incorporating a gender in it I'm affected by misogyny but I'm a non-binary person Mm -hmm. my roommate is a masked non-binary person affected by misogyny Mm -hmm. like or previously has been affected by misogyny, or, like, a trans man mm. who's fully transitioned, not that there is, like, a fully transitioned, but um, I'm thinking of somebody personally. He hasn't transitioned um, medically, and that's, like, what he wants, and I told him about this term, and he really liked it, because, like, for many, many years of his life, he was affected by misogyny, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that was just a good thing, a thing that I've been thinking about to bring up. Um, the, I think, last thing that I wanted to bring up was... Um, uh, what had to do with like this isn't a film conversation solely like this is how it started um, I think it would kind of be ill of us to not include like film talk not that I don't I don't know that much but <laughs> um, I generally like the biggest like example I can give is like take like the MCU like Marvel uh, and like Black Widow and I think like uh, you can see over time like 
I'm thinking like first Avengers movie or like even first like Iron Man and like everything Natasha Romanoff wore was like fucking like booby and like (laughs) it was all centered for men and like their consumption of her and over time when she became an actual like Avenger like it became way less practical for her fucking tits to be out because she was fighting and she could get stabbed right in her little boobs like it doesn't make sense (laughs) stabbed right in the boobs Um, and so I think it's like an important thing to recognize and like many 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 um like film covers uh, and stuff and posters are just like either women in lewd positions or not wearing a lot of clothing and to end the topic of MCU I think they have sort of improved because obviously um, like with time they started closing up uh, Black Widow's like dress shirts and stuff and started like making her fighting outfits more closed up but it's still like even when the clothing covers things it is still there skin tight yeah i actually want to say something about that literally this week i was watching i was on youtube and i just ended up in this hole and i was watching like a compilation of scarlett johansson like responding to these like horrific questions that she was being asked in interviews and it was like there was this guy that was like do you wear underwear and like do you wear underwear under your suit? And she's like, are you wearing underwear right now? And he's like, that's not the question. And she's like, why are you asking me if I'm wearing underwear? And he's like, no, I'm asking if you wear underwear then. And then, like, they just don't understand why what they're saying is wrong. And then, like, um, she was, like, in an interview, the person she was in an interview with, like, her, her co-star, was, like, was, like, trying to explain what the guy meant. And, like, no, you're supposed to defend her. Like, yeah. yeah. And there were all these other questions, like, Everybody, like, where everybody was on the podium and, um, like, people, they were being asked about, like, the film and, like, the plot and stuff like that. And then they turned to her and they're like, what do you eat to get your body to look good for the show? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot of dehumanizing yeah. women. I was just going to say, to, to kind of wrap up this conversation, I think our point is, well, like, the underlying effect of like, the male gaze, uh, in our minds that forces us to adopt a heteronormative, misogynistic, um, monogamous-centric, uh, way of life, which is, quite really not how I want to live. <laughs> um, it's, I acknowledge that if that's what you want, that's totally what you want, and that's absolutely fair, but I would start... At least for me, I questioned why I wanted yeah, it. start questioning. Yeah. Like, do you want this? Or is this something that you think you want because of everything that has happened in your life so far? Mm. And everything that people have told you. It's definitely a hard conversation, especially when you are really young. And so I recommend when you're, you know, older. <laughs> like, I mean, like 18, 19. Like, we're not old. We're 19. But, like... <laughs> When you're Some like, of us are nice. Don't do this when you're like 13. Cat's <laughs> not nice. Cat's oh young. Cat is literally 64 years yeah. old. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, when you turn into a young adult, it gets a lot more self reflecting in your life. Yeah. And because of that, it's. It's like, I'm starting my life now. Yeah. And what do I want out of it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start asking yourselves those questions. Like, what do you specifically. You like realistically speaking, like not even like just yeah, yeah no. realistic like but like be unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Who the I, fuck is going to tell you no, you know? I think, um, as this podcast does pretty much every episode, the, the point is to, like, be introspective. Like, ask those questions to yourself. Obviously, if you're, like, 13, like, give yourself some time. But even then, like, you can address, if you want to work on the little man inside your head at 13. Well, watch yeah, media that you think, yeah. like, consume media that's created by people that you can see yourself in. Yeah. I think that I that's... I mean, you're already like, fucking here. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think, uh, oh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I, I think, um, sorry, uh, I think just like last episode, we still have a lot of points that we want to get to. I think that it would be smart for us to maybe even collect our thoughts here and this conversation talk a little bit more and then figure out more to talk about. Not Maybe not next time, but at some point, get into more, because there is so much, yeah. and it connects so deeply. Yeah. And, yeah. I think our, like, our, um, like, general ideas for season two, um, we want to make it easier on us by making the episode 30 minutes. There's so much you can talk about in the last 30 minutes, but we try, we're trying to make it easier on us. Um, I think we should, like, um, end this with, like, a, I think we should say something, like, directed to our male audience about this, um, and ways that, like, they can help change Mm -hmm. this, because I know that we do have, like, a pretty decently sized male audience and they do contact me and like ask me like how can I help this situation like people that I went to high school with or people that I knew and um I think like including that in here is, is important yeah we 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 are talking from like a uh and again a misogyny effect affected like space and like mindset because we were all born female mm-hmm. but um we we do want to include like you know include our male audience and obviously if you have any questions or comments or want to continue this conversation feel free to reach out to us as always and like honestly like we are not the sole source of your information please if you're a man research this also like like, we're not gonna attack you for asking questions oh 100 we're here and we want to help make the world a better place and if you want to be a part of that Mm -hmm. Yeah. Join us. This is like, only the start of the conversation. Okay, yeah. men can be introspective too in this conversation. Yeah, like, like one of our biggest yeah. fans is like, <laughs> <laughs> Our biggest fans. No, he's yeah. literally every time we upload something, he's like, oh my god, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> you know, and I also want to point out, again, this is coming from a very uh, AFAB, um, like, like, you know, we're college students in New York perspective. We can't speak on the perspective of... Um, you know, any other minority, like my, myself being, I can't speak on the, on behalf of all, you know, not white people. Um, yeah, so. All of us can't speak on the, <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. the titles that we hold are just like for us and like we can speak on how we experience them, but like I don't speak for all like non-binary people yeah. or lesbians or women or whatever. Like, yes, it's all just our opinions, but I think to leave this podcast on like a good note, it's just like be introspective like take a second and like if you you think that thought where it's like oh i have to you know look nice in the cafe or i hope you're not in a cafe because of covid but you know whatever you're doing dishes (laughs) doing laundry and you're like ah i have to like look nice and like what if i meet my soulmate i mean you can still want to look nice we're not telling you to give up on everything but like (laughs) just acknowledge where that stunts from why do you want to look and like yeah why do you want to look nice do you want to Mm -hmm. look nice for yourself or is it because of some other Mm -hmm force that has been placed yeah, upon you exactly think about it yeah i was doing the force nola was doing uh, yes. star wars shit um, but are we are we ready to clap it out? out oh god i can't watch oh, nola this time i have to watch cat
Yes, that Ooh. was very good. Good work. That was good. Fucking hands hurt. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can find us on Instagram at uncensored.pod. Or Twitter at uncensoredpod underscore underscore. We will see you next week.